0: Friday, April 30th marks President Biden's 100th day in office. As we approach this major milestone, one of the administration's major policy shifts has been its change in the overarching national security framework. In contrast to the previous administration's America First, which was primarily a go-it-alone in-the-world approach, the Biden administration has championed a diplomacy-first strategy, Diplomacy First entails a whole of government approach in concert with our allies and partners while emphasizing the State Department and a powerful National Security Council. Within this framework, DOD remains a key element, but acts in more of a supportive role rather than a leadership capacity. The key tenets and implications of Diplomacy First are profound. The Biden administration has been very disciplined in terms of implementing what they said they were gonna do and what they are already doing now that they've taken office. President Biden's first hundred days have been dominated by a laser focus on addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, most namely by accelerating the pace of vaccinations and reviving the domestic economy with the passage of the latest COVID release package, the American Rescue Plan. The administration exceeded its original goal of 100 million shots by its first 100 days on day 58 in office. And on April 22nd, the administration met its second goal of placing 200 million shots in arms by the end of the first 100 days, eight days ahead of schedule. Additionally, as of April 19th, all Americans age 16 and older are eligible to receive a vaccine. These are promising and necessary developments in the battle to defeat COVID-19. Over the last 100 days, there have also been significant changes in events outside of the fight against COVID-19. President Biden has placed combating climate change at the front and center of his agenda. Just last week, the president hosted 40 world leaders for a virtual leaders summit on climate. The administration also announced ambitious fossil fuel reduction targets, most namely its goal to cut greenhouse gas pollution in half by 2035. In the national security realm, both Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and director of national intelligence, Avril Haynes have characterized the adverse effects of climate change as an existential threat to American security. In April, The Senate Select Committee on Intelligence hosted its first public annual threat assessment in nearly five years. Here, all the top intelligence community officials identified China as the major threat to the US military, its dominance, our country's economic strength, our technological capabilities, and overall standing in the world. The Biden administration, along with a higher than usual level of bipartisan support from Congress, has prioritized dealing with China as a top priority. In order to revitalize American power and influence, the administration is also repairing and strengthening alliances with key partners, such as South Korea and Germany. They're looking at restoring the civil service workforce protections, and they're addressing sexual assault in the military with a recommendation from an independent commission that could entail a shift away from the chain of command that has been handling this issue. And they've been emphasizing diversity in their appointments, both those requiring confirmation by the Senate and those are appointed without Senate confirmation. I would also say that we're seeing predicted, expected, and in some cases necessary shifts in influence and power at the Pentagon. With positions like Deputy Secretary of Defense, the CAPE and the Comptroller becoming increasingly important and influential the power influence of the joint staff and some of the uniformed military leaders is declining, particularly in the budget and policy areas, with some arguing also in operational matters as well. Additionally, President Biden's decision to withdraw American troops from Afghanistan by September 11, 2021, also follows through on promises made during the campaign. And right now, there are over 18 major reviews underway at the Department of Defense covering a wide range of topics, from a reassessment of the nuclear modernization programs to what we need to do relative to countering China's threat, looking at the national defense strategy, assessing the global force posture, examining whether there's extremism in the military, analyzing the supply chain, and much more. Any decisions with budgetary implications will primarily influence the FY23 budget which comes up in February next year. But other non-budgetary changes coming out of these reviews could be enacted immediately. Finally, the Biden administration has released its FY22 top-line budget. For DOD, it measures $750 billion, a number that does not include the 38 billion allocated for the Department of Energy's nuclear capability. This plan is by no means a skinny budget, despite that nickname. When comparing in constant dollars, the FY22 DOD funding at 715 billion is higher than the largest Reagan era buildup and higher than President Trump's largest defense budget. Given this reality, I encourage Congress and defense leaders to focus on spending the money as effectively as possible rather than in ceaseless, endless debate over an arbitrary top line number. During an April 22nd event at the American Enterprise Institute, Horse Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith expressed this sentiment saying, quote, if we in Congress wasted an enormous amount of time fighting over whether or not we'll add a few more dollars or cut a few more dollars, we are really missing the boat. Let's go figure out how we can spend it the best, most cost-effective way possible. I'm encouraged by his focus on getting more bang for the buck, and we will see if the rest of Congress adopts his attitude as we enter the budget debates in the coming months. We will continue to keep you updated here on the Penaro Perspective. Thank you for watching and listening.